Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. How are we doing this morning? That good. Wow. Man, that was like crickets. If you were online, you didn't know it because you didn't hear it, but there was nothing. Like, it was just silent. How are you going this morning? Good. Okay. A couple of you are almost awake. I know. I, I know. You guys are the real brave ones on a two-service Sunday to come to the first service. Uh, I know because I, I know when the alarm went off, you were like me. You're like, where's the sun? What happened outside? Like, what's going on right now? Well, listen, uh, I just wanted to take a second here to welcome you uh, to Discover Church if you're joining us here in person or if you're online. Uh, thanks so much for being here with us. And look, uh, today uh, we are super, super excited uh, to, for you to be here with us. And listen, don't forget, if it's your very first time joining us, don't forget uh, to uh, fill out the connection card. If you're here in person, that's in front of your seat. You can also text the word welcome to the numbers that's going to be up on the screen here in just a second. And uh, we just want to say thanks so much for joining us. Listen, if you're online, I know we've got uh, uh, Sophie and, and Monica and uh, the Gibsons. I, I know we've got so many folks that are joining us online uh, that weren't able to be here in person. We're honored to have you with us uh, this morning as well. And don't forget, we have the check-in challenge that's happening uh, for uh, this month, which is for Love, Inc. It's really awesome. We have uh, Love, Inc. is a great neighborhood partner that we have here in Sussex County that helps to coordinate local churches together to make a greater impact and difference here in Sussex County. So when you set, tag your at Discover Church on Facebook or Instagram, you're making a difference uh, through them today. But uh, look, we are in the midst of a series uh, that we are calling When Pigs Fly. And I, I don't know if you've ever had a moment or an expression when you have a when pigs fly kind of moment. Uh, like, for example, if you were to come up and uh, you were to ask me or Amy, uh, when were we expecting our next child? My expression is going to be when pigs fly, you know, because that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? And if it does happen, let me tell you, it's a bona fide miracle from God, okay? Uh, so I don't know if anybody else is in that, in that phase of life where you're like, that's a bona fide miracle right there, like if God, if God does it. But uh, uh, so we're talking a little bit about miracles and about, for us, you know, what does it look like when we read scripture and we see these miracles that have happened? How does it impact our lives? What does it mean for us? And what are some of the promises that scripture talks about that we can that we can really stand on? And today, I actually wanted to take a, a few moments here uh, to talk with you about uh, the miracle of God's provision, because I don't know if you're aware of this, but there if you read uh, scripture, there's just so many stories, so many stories of, of the miracle of God's provision. But I don't know if you're like me, but have you ever had the moment, maybe you're in this phase of life right now, or you have been in this phase of life, where you say, okay, uh, money can be a little tight. Anybody ever had a money's tight moment? Like a little bit of that, like, ooh, like don't, don't buy that. Like don't do that right now. It's going to be bad. You know what I mean? Don't, hey, can you wait till Tuesday to cash that check? You know what I mean? Like you ever had, to, you ever had those moments? Like it, it, it happens, right? You know, whether you're a single parent, you know, and, and you have the limited income and trying to raise multiple kids and figuring out uh, how to do that. And you find so many times that there's more month than there is money that happens. You know, I, I don't know if you've ever had those moments or uh, even I know people sometimes that are six figure incomes but still uh, can be kind of tight, still struggle a little bit because, you know, as the income can be strong, the expenses can be still really strong. College debt, medical debt, 
don't forget, you got to have the insurance. Then, of course, kids need the braces. And then on top of that, you know, all the activities and activity fees. And we need cleats and sneakers and bats. By the way, has anybody had to buy a baseball or softball bat? Like, they're insanely expensive. Like, they're nuts. Like, I, I don't, somebody's making a lot of money somewhere, okay? Uh, but it, it, it's, it's expensive, right? It, it gets tight. And, and so for us, it's easy for us to talk about the miracle of provision and feel like it's this, like, far-off thing. Uh, but again, when you read Scripture, there are so, there's so many examples of people who fear that they didn't have enough and then all of a sudden, what do we see? That God shows up and he provides in this miraculous way. Whether you're looking in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, you've got, uh, like in Numbers 11, you've got Israel, right? And Israel is in Numbers 11, are trying to figure out how they're going to survive. They're moaning and complaining. And God provides, and he provides in the way of quail. It was not quite cloudy with a chance of meatballs. It's cloudy with a chance of quail, quail falling and hitting you in the head. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it was crazy. And, and in the New Testament, we have uh, scenes where Jesus helps to feed the 5,000. And I, I don't know about you, my math, you know, I was never real great at math. You know, I, I'm okay at it, you know. I, and they taught me in school that in math, 5 plus 2 equals 7, right? But the incredible thing is, is that when God gets in the midst of it, his math works a little funny. His, his math is a little bit strange because somehow 5 plus 2 equals 5,000 for God. You know, it's, just, just, it's a strange thing. But one of the amazing things we see, though, is that in, in every story of need, we actually see that there's the miracle of provision that happens through scripture. And I think this applies to our lives as well. You know, you have uh, thousands of hungry people in the New Testament, and they're hungry. They're looking at Jesus. And I, I love it because Jesus, he turns, he looks at his disciples. He says, well, go feed them. They're like, <laughs> you know, they're, they're checking. I, I, Jesus, we, we don't have the money for that. Like, we can't do that. And, and, and so, you know, all we have is these you know, five loaves and two fishes, and, and then, you know, obviously the miracle that happens, and I, I think it's pretty awesome that when God feeds 5,000 people, you know, there's 12 baskets of food left over. Now, my theory on why there's 12 baskets of food left over is basically just because we knew the disciples needed a doggy bag to take home. They needed that little take-home basket. You know what I mean? Like, you go to Olive Garden, and they wrap your breadsticks up for you. You know what I mean? It, and it's that kind of thought and theory. I, I don't know, but in in Numbers 12, you have quail falling from the sky to feed, and, and I love it. I actually read recently, somebody did the calculation of how many quail would it take to feed all the amount of people, the, the people, nation of Israel, out in the desert, how many quail, can I drop a number for you? Here's, here's the estimated number. Now, obviously, this is not to the specific, I, I don't know what the the multiple of quail is. Is it still just quail, I guess? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I didn't look the vernacular up on that. But it's, it's 105, 105 million quail. Can you imagine 105 million quail falling from the sky? And if you're not careful, when 105 million quail fall from the sky, you know the incredible thing about that? You might need the miracle of healing to happen because they're going to hit you in the head. And then you're going to have a little bird beak stuck in you, you know what I mean? And God's going to have to heal you from it. But it's incredible to see that there's these miracles that happen, these miracles of provision. Like we see bread falling from heaven. We see angels showing up to feed people. And when all of this happens, it's, it's incredible. But I don't know if you've ever had moments in your life where maybe you're like, 
I'm just not 100% sure that this applies to me. Because God, sometimes I feel like you've kind of put me out there and you've kind of left me a little bit and I'm not really sure how this works. But here's what we find in every story of need, everywhere that God has directed, everywhere there's a need, God always shows up and he provides. Because I don't know if you know this, but we serve a this is kind of crazy kind of God. You ever had a this is kind of crazy moment? You ever had those moments like where something happens and all of a sudden you get hit with a bill unknown out of the blue and then your insurance company, which when does the insurance company ever give you money? You pay them lots of money, but they never give you money. And then all of a sudden your health insurance company mails you a check that just happens to be for like the exact amount of this bill that happened. And you're just like, okay. This is crazy, right? And you're like, whoa, what just happened? And it, it's amazing to me that we have these kind of moments, but this is what Philippians 4.19 says. Philippians 4.19 says, and my God is going to meet some uh, of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That's not what it says, though, is it? What's it say? Man, you guys are asleep. I need you. Come on. Get, get hyped up with me this morning. It says, it says that, and my God is going to do what? He's going to meet... Oh, that's right. All your needs. There we go. I'm missing TJ this morning, Frank. You're going to have to step up and start talking back to me. I'm used to having TJ out here. He must be coming to the second service. And, and, and so for us, you know, we have to realize that God will meet all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And I actually uh, want to introduce you guys uh, to a couple. You you don't know this couple. You've never met this couple, but you have changed this couple, this family's life, and uh, I think we got a picture that we're going to throw up here of Matt and uh, Christy uh, Prosi. And and listen, Matt and Christy uh, are a couple that they live in Omaha, Nebraska. I, shout out to anybody from Nebraska. I don't know if I've ever met anybody from Nebraska. I know there are. They're like Delaware Delawareans. We're, they're like unicorns. You only meet them every once in a blue moon, right? Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I want to let you know that this is Matt and Christy. They uh, are the pastors of Glow Church in Omaha, Nebraska. They launched Glow Church way back in the year of 2019. Now, I don't know a lot about Omaha, Nebraska. I know a little bit about the Midwest. I know that they can get some pretty serious weather there occasionally. And wouldn't you know that after in 2019, when this couple felt a call from God to leave their home in St. Louis to come and to plant a church in Omaha, Nebraska, that after a few weeks of launching, uh, snow came. Not just a little bit of snow came. Twelve weeks of snow that shut everything down for 12 weeks in a row. Now, I don't know if you, uh, this, that's why I live in Delaware, because it don't snow that often, all right? Because I can't, I can't handle that. That obviously Nebraska is not for me, you know what I mean? But how many of you know it's kind of hard to build momentum trying to launch a church when you get 12 weeks of snow? And then there happens to be this little thing that happened after that in 2020, something you may have heard of, COVID-19, a pandemic thing happened, right? And so then they get shut down again. And here is a family with two children that launched into a new city to decide to follow after the calling that God has placed on their life. And they were stuck uh, living in the basement of their parents' house and, and, and sitting here like ever, ever having, if there's ever a time to say, God, why, right? This is a time to say, God, what is happening? 
Well, one of the incredible things that happened this week is Amy and I had the opportunity to gather with some of our other pastors that we're in network together with. And uh, one of the leaders of our group, he kind of decided that he knew about them and their story. And and he said, listen, guys, we're we're called to stand together. And, And he said that I want to raise some money today so that this family can actually go, not only can they help put a deposit down on a house so they can move out of the basement and that their two kids can actually have rooms of their own and not like feel like they're living on top of each other, but that they can also actually put a, a, a uh, some money down so that the church plant that they have can actually have a permanent space. Now, and then he threw out a number, and I'm like, okay, I'm again, I'm a numbers guy a little bit here. I'm like, okay, so what's the numbers here we're talking about? And he says $50,000, and I'm just like, woo, $50,000, that's nothing to sneeze at. Now, there's a, a, a decent amount of churches and pastors and leaders that have gathered here, but I'm like, boy, $50,000, that's, that's not, you know, whoo, all right. I believe, God, you are, the, you are the God. You own the cattle on a thousand hill. You can do it. I, I believe it. So you don't know it, but as Discover Church, we made an investment along with so many other churches that day. And, can, boy, can I tell you what was exciting? They brought them back out after, uh, it was about an hour. After about an hour, they brought them back out, and we had figured out, because churches and leaders were making a uh, little writing down, like, what we were going to pledge to give and stuff like that. And wouldn't you know that this is incredible, that the churches, the body of Christ stood up and gave $120,000 in the span of an hour. And can I tell you that I was just like, God, I feel like this big right now. <laughs> because here I was, I was like, boy, 50000 God's like, oh, really, 50000 You think I can't do 50000 Watch me just take your little, little mind and just blow it right out of the water here for a second. So you were part, and one of the awesome things about this is that you guys, along with other churches, made a part so that you have forever changed this family's life. Forever. You've made a, 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 like a forever impact in the fact that their children, who I, I don't know if, if you know, but being a, a pastor's kid, is it has some bright moments, but it's not always all it's cracked up to be. Like when they woke up this morning to come here, and they're like, "Man, why can't we go to the second service?" You know what I mean? Because you're my child. Go. You know what I mean? But it's not always it's not always all it's cracked up to be. But 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 let me tell you, their kids are now going to forever know that. Guess what? God is a God who provides that he loves them, and that, you know, through the church, through his people, that he reached out and, 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 and just showed exactly how much that he can do with what little teeny bit we have to give. And one of the incredible things is, is that we realize that, you know, God is a giver of all good things. He provides abundantly. And so it's important, though, and, and here's the important thing for us to realize, is that God is going to meet our need but God is not always going to meet our wants. Now, some of you, you might need to, like, write that down in your little black journal books that we have. You know, we got these, we got these little journal books here. That's a good one to hold on to because I can tell you right now, uh, uh, sometimes there's things I think I need, but they're, they're really wants. You know, like the fact that, you know, the, the difference between the two. Like, we need clothes. I'm so happy that you all put some on this morning to join. If you're watching online, we really don't know. That's okay. You don't have to share with us. You know what I mean? <laughs> But, but the fact of the matter is, is, is we, we know we need clothes, 
But you know what we want? We want the designer handbag, and we want the the we want those those Nike Air Jordans or or, or whatever. You know, what I mean, you you want like we want the nice stuff. You, you know, you need rest. How many of you you know you you need rest? I don't know if that's on your agenda today. It's on my agenda later today. You need rest. But the problem is, is what what we want? We want a seven days all inclusive paid vacation to the Bahamas or somewhere, right? Right, you you see, there there's the need, there then there's the want. You know, you need shelter, you you need a place to live, but we want the granite countertops and we want the 95 inch TV and the three car garage, even though we only have two, because maybe someday God's gonna bless us with a boat. You know what I mean? Like we we all have the the needs versus the wants, and there is definitely a difference. But I, I want to take time today, if I could, to give you a couple of principles here on God's uh, miraculous provision. And the first one is that this, is that when God guides, he always provides. Somebody say always. Always. When God guides, he always provides. Not sometimes, not, and I know I'm rhyming a little bit. You think I'm Dr. Seuss. I'm not, I promise. It just happened by accident. But when God when God guides, he always provides. Isaiah 58, 11 says this, that the Lord will guide you what? Always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land. Let me tell you that there's a lot of sun-scorched around you, but that he says that if you trust me, if you actually believe, if you listen and follow after my will, I will provide for you. Now, God doesn't always uh, provide for all of our dreams and desires, right? But he will actually provide for his will, for the plans that he has. Some of you may be thinking and have thought at times that God, you just I just don't know that you're really coming through for me. I, I'm struggling to, to pay my house uh, payment, my mortgage or my rent. I'm, I'm struggling for that car payment. Uh, I'm still paying off credit cards off our last vacation. I, I'm still paying off Christmas for 2019. You know, and, and the problem is, is we get ourselves in a situation where we dug our own hole with our wants versus following after where God has placed us and called us to live. And today, I, I want to take just a second here and give you an example out of Scripture. And uh, this is going to be out of the Old Testament. We're going to be looking at uh, Genesis, a couple of verses in Genesis here, if you have your Bibles with you, if you want to get there. But we're going to be taking a look at Abraham. And Abraham is, this is one of those stories that I, I, I personally, man, I struggle with this. This one is so hard for me to deal with, and I, I constantly come back to it, and, and, and it's one where I, I ask some questions. This is where, you know, you have Abraham and his wife Sarah, and they want nothing else more than to have a son. And they've prayed, and they wait, and they pray, and they wait, and they pray, and then they wait some more, and then guess what happens? God shows up. He gives them a son. They're raising this little boy, and, and, and then God decides to take Abraham and put him to the test. He tells him, take your son to the mountain, sacrifice him. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but I'm like hitting the timeout button here right now, and I'm like, God, can you repeat that last one again? Because I don't really know that what I'm thinking is happening is really what's happening. But in Genesis 22.8, we find this incredible thing where as they're going up the mountain, Abraham's little boy, he looks at him and says, Dad, where's the sacrifice? You know, 
he's expecting this lamb or, or something to be going on. What, what are we sacrificing? What, what's happening? And Abraham answered in verse 8. He says, God himself is going to provide the lamb. Does Abraham at this point in time know what's going to happen? He has, he has no clue. But the incredible thing is, is that we see that, that Abraham is like on this pinnacle moment where he decides as crazy, as crazy as it sounds, to actually obey and listen to God. It's kind of the, the courageousness that I, I hope that I have in my life that moments that we, some of us, we don't ever know until we get put into these really hard times to find out and to see. But what do we do is we get, he gets to the top, top of the mountain. He ties his son to the altar. He actually raises that knife, and then all of a sudden we find an angel that shows up and says, listen, don't lay a hand on the boy because guess what? You've actually taken here. We, we see I, God sees that you really fear him, that you're actually following after him. And what I love is if you look in verse 13, here's what it says in verse 13. Verse 13, Abraham, he looked up, and in a thicket, you guys know what a thicket is. This is Sussex County. We got thickets everywhere. He looked up. He's seen in the thicket. He saw a ram caught by the horns. He went over and he took the ram. He sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. And I love this. In verse 14, so Abraham called this place, the Lord will provide. There's a name that we say of God when we talk about the Lord will provide. It's Jehovah Jireh that the Lord will provide in the craziness that happens in our lives, that we see that, that God actually will provide. And as we see that Abraham was living his life fixed on the will of God, as we see this, you know, we often, we, I don't know about if you're like me, but often I times, I, I, I love to fix my, my eyes on what I don't have. You ever done that before? You ever, like, you ever have all this stuff around you, but then, like, growing up as a kid, like, you could have everything in the world, but if you didn't have the Nintendo, then what are you going to do? Man, I want to, Mom, can I get the Nintendo? Like, you have everything you ever want, but no, 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 I want the Nintendo. You know, we, we so often, we so often look around and we fix our eyes on what we don't have instead of what we do. But I th I'm telling you right now, if we actually pursue his will, then you know what's going to happen? That his provision is going to follow. Can I, can I just tell you, some of you maybe have heard this before, some of you maybe not, but when we launched Discover Church back in 2017, before, before we ever, before any Sunday gatherings ever happened, uh, and we felt God calling us to do this, I, I was like, God, I don't know what I'm doing. We have zero people, and we have zero dollars. And I don't know if you know, but it's kind of hard to have a church with zero people and zero dollars. Like, that just doesn't happen. You don't have a church. You just have people that, you know, you just have yourself. You know what I mean? That's it. You just have you in your house, you know, singing off-key. Off you know what I mean? That's that's all you have. And so I, I just said, God, I don't I don't understand. But but again, if God directs your path, he's going to provide. And, and so I, I don't know how, like to this day, to tell you, like, I, I don't know how, because we have so many people, people that are still part of Discover Church to this day that sowed and invested and are part of our go team that serve every, you know, single week with us. We have people that have never stepped foot inside this building that sowed and that, that poured into us and that provided for us. And then so we had to, we had to raise over $35,000 uh, in, in order to get the go ahead to launch Discover Church. And, and it was just one of those ones. I don't know if you, you're like me, but I'm like, $35,000, what? What? Who has that? 
I mean, do you know how long it would take me to raise $35,000? But God, miraculously, he did it in less than a year. It was just like he just shows up and he shows off when, when, when we're following after him. So when, we, when God guides, he's also going to provide. That's it. I think the second thing that happens here is that God supernaturally, he multiplies what is given. He multiplies what is given because it, it, it's amazing when sometimes God will, God will do it all. Like if you look in Numbers 11 at the, qua- at the story with the quail, right? God actually does it all. God just like says, boom, here, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to drop it right out of heaven in your lap. But in other times, you know what he actually does? He actually invites you and me to get involved, to build our faith, and he invites you to participate in the miracle, just like I shared earlier uh, with the this, this story of Matt and Christie and Glow Church. He actually invited other people to be part of that miracle. And so what does he do? He, he asks us as, as people, as sons and daughters, to be generous. And then what he does is he says, if you're generous, and, and by the way, when I say generous, it's so easy for you and me to automatically think money. It's beyond money. It's so much more than money. Money, we, we often, that's the, the, the vein that we just naturally go into, but it's so much more than that. When you actually, when you live a generous life, God says, oh, okay, guess what? You're going to sow some seed. Well, I'm going to take that, and, and I'm going to do, and I'm going to put it over here, and I'm going to use my calculator, which is not like your calculator at all, and I'm going to prove to you that I can multiply based on that. When did God multiply the loaves and fishes for, uh, for the 5,000? When did he do that? He didn't do it until after the boy gave up his lunch. Can you imagine being that little boy? That little boy's looking around like, y'all the dummies. I packed my lunch. I, I got mine right here. I'm good. And so he turns over his own personal, like, he got up early. He packed his lunch. He was good. He turns that over, and then guess what? Because of his generosity, God decides to feed everybody out of it. When did Abraham really become the father of, of, of a nation, multiple nations even? It wasn't really until after he offers up his son. Now, I want to be really careful here, and, and I want to let you know that this is one of the things that I, I struggle with most out of this entire message, is to make sure that you don't think that this is some sort of like prosperity gospel type of message where I say, church, if you give me a dollar, the Lord's going to mail you a hundred dollar check. Praise the Lord, right? Okay? That is not what I'm talking about. And in fact, I, I, I make no guarantees or promises about anything like that. I, I, I don't promise today. We're actually going to receive a heart for the house offering uh, in, in, a, in a few minutes here. And, and listen, when, when we do that, I'm not saying that because you give today that all of a sudden the next time you go out and buy your lottery ticket and you scratch it off, you're going to be the big winner. Okay? I'm not saying that. Because that's not really what we're talking about here. What, what we're talking about is a generosity that goes out beyond that. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, it says this. This is uh, out of the Passion Translation. It says that the, the, uh, this generous God who supplies abundant seed to the farmer, he says, which becomes bread for our meals, for your meals and my meals, it is even more extravagant towards you. Because guess what? First he supplies every need plus more. Then what he does is he multiplies the seed as you sow it. Have you ever ever noticed that? 
Ever notice that every time a seed gets planted in the ground, and it pretty much doesn't matter what you're planting, right? That every time you plant something in the ground, the things that grow out of the ground has way more seed than the seed that you planted, right? It's not a one-for-one one translation. That's, that's what we're talking about here. This principle goes all the way back, and really, for us, you know, uh, it, this would go back to, as we've talked here recently, about the tithe. What is the tithe? The tithe simply is when you read scripture, it's it's 10%. It's 10%. And some of us are like, and, and I know I, I've experienced this, you know, when I was younger. I'm like, but that, God, I don't understand. I work for that 10%. But God says, no, no, it's mine. Scripture actually says it's his, it's his anyway. But then God actually says, listen, if if you don't believe me, test me. Test me in this. See if I am not going to prove myself. That's actually why a couple weeks ago, and this is still on the table for anybody who wants it, that the 90-day tithe challenge. Listen, if you were just like, I'm just not sure that I can do this whole tithe thing, well, we're saying, guess what? Try it. And if 90 days, if, if God is not, is not providing for you, if God has not blessed you in some way, guess what? We'll give it all back to you. I have no problem with that. You know why? Because I, I have no doubt that God shows up. I believe it. I believe it that much. There's a money-back guarantee on it. You know what I mean? And, and it's just one of those ones where we have to understand. Listen, Amy and I, when we first got married, when we first got married, uh, we was poor. <laughs> we weren't just poor. We were poor. Like, it was, it was rough, okay? It was uh, just a couple hundred dollars a month here and there, working a little odd jobs, trying to make anything. And one of the things that we basically established from the very beginning was that we were going to tithe. And, boy, sometimes I'm just like, Lord, I don't know if you know what you're doing. Because, boy, this is, you know, I, that was when uh, you were eating them, them ramen noodles. You know, that's, you know, you know, you know you're on the low end when, when like, ramen noodles are like, whoo, boy, we got a good dinner tonight. Ramen noodle time. Right? What was it, like, 30 cents a pack? You know what I mean? You're like, yeah, we can get two. You know what I mean? Watch out. <laughs> But the fact of the matter is, is, it, is, is it's incredible to see that every time, every, and this is, you're going to think I'm lying to you. I promise I'm not lying to you. Every single time a need arose, guess what? God provided. Every single time. There was never a single time where we were like, well, I guess we got to start selling all of our stuff again. You know what I mean? Like, that, it never happened. Every single time, God provided. Because when you find yourself in the will of God, following after his will, he is going, he is going to provide. Listen, it's a miracle from God that, guess what, today, Discover Church is 100% debt free. But I want to let you know, that is not like the, the limit to what we're looking at. See, what we realize is that we're extravagantly, we want to be extravagantly generous. We want to give, in, in, in fact, so far this year, I, I, to tell you the truth, I don't have like the exact dollar penny uh, uh, amount. But because I started looking it up, and it was a lot. It was like we're over $15,000. $15,000 between our community investment this year, $15,000 in, in your missions investment, $15,000 over. And you've given resources to school and churches. You've given it to community members. You know, we've given it. We've blessed people inside of our congregation. And we realize that, that God supernaturally multiplies what is given. And the funny thing is, is that when you keep, all that you have, it's so much less than when you're actually generous and you actually give because of the multiplication. The last one here I want to tell you before we get ready to wrap up was this, is that 
part of the principle of God's miraculous provi- provision is that you actually, you might just be part of God's miracle of provision. You might be part of it. Because, listen, God is looking to his sons and his daughters. He's looking to you to be his hands and his feet. He's looking for you to be able to speak life into other people around you. 2 Corinthians 9.11 says this, that you're actually going to be enriched only when it comes to money. That's not what it says. It says that you're going to be enriched in every way so that you can be generous in what? Every occasion. Every occasion. And through your generosity, it's going to actually result in thanksgiving to God because you're going to see God's provision shine through it. I want to let you know, because of your generosity, that there's people in Iraq and Syria right now that are actually getting under some of the most intense persecution you can imagine that are getting presented the opportunity to be called Jesus followers. That, that your giving I- is there because you gave. I, I want to let you know that because you gave, that there are marriages in this church, not like in some far off distant place, but here. The people that you know, people around us, there are marriages that have been saved because of that, because you gave. Because you gave, guess what? We've been able to help meet people when they, they have mortgage or rent issues, wh- whether they, they need groceries and they're trying to figure out how it works, how it's going to happen. Guess what? Because you gave, you've, you've met that need. And here's the problem, though. Here, we ultimately get the other side of this. And, and so on one side, you, you, you got faith, right? But on the other side, you got fear. And fear says, but, but what if I run out? But, of course, faith says, what, what do I have to give? Fear asks the question. It says, I, 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 I don't have enough. But faith says that, guess what, God, he's more than enough. Faith says that I, or fear says, fear says that I can't, I can't afford to tithe. But faith says that, guess what, 90% is, uh, with God's blessing is a whole a lot better than 100% without it. Because guess what? It says in Scripture that God will meet every need according to his riches and glory. And that sometimes that miraculous thing happens because you give. I want to ask if the worship team would come up here as we're going to get ready to close. And if you are part of Discover Church, if you call Discover Church home, uh, today our Heart for the House offering is specifically for you. If you are not like if DC is not your home, if you're just visiting, if you're watching us for the first time, if you're just here kind of checking us out, listen, we are asking absolutely nothing from you because we want this to be a gift from you. you we want you to be able to experience uh, the love that God has for you. But listen, for those of us who call DC home, we take a once-a-year special, special offering called Heart for the House. In the simple way we do this, uh, you, you guys know we, we don't pass buckets or plates around on Sunday mornings. We don't do anything like that. But simply put, we've got uh, some bins in the box so you can go online to discoverchurch.cc and do this. And today, I, I just want to ask, I've asked you actually for, for several weeks now that hopefully you've been praying about what you and your family can do because it, it's about the future. Listen, the present and the past is so great. But I am so, so excited for the future because God is not done yet. He's got more in our story. He's got more in your story. And, and I believe today 
that when we come together for this once a year special offering, that God is able to say, guess what? I'm going to take that seed, I'm going to plant it, and I'm going to multiply it. So today, listen, if you're going to give to the heart for the house as a special offering, if you're going to give in person, I want to ask if you would use the offering envelope if you're going to give in person today and make sure you mark heart for the house on it so that we're aware of what's that versus normal giving. And if you're going to give online at discoverchurch.cc, all you have to do is click the little drop-down tab when it, you get to the giving page, and you can actually select that. I believe that God is going to do something incredible through our generosity. And the reason I know he's going to do something incredible through our generosity is because he already has. He already has. He's proven himself. He's got, a, he's got a track record. And the incredible thing is today is that if you were just like, Pastor Curtis, I'm just really not sure just really not sure about this whole provision thing. I, I want to ask you if you would, would you stand with me as we get ready to close today? I 100% understand that sometimes it's hard to let go of stuff. It's hard. Because sometimes, especially in the way we grew up or what we were given or what we were taught, we feel like we have to cling so tight on stuff in order to make sure it stays ours. The problem is, is, is I, I want to let you know that this is the enemy wanting to tell you that you can't do it. I want to tell you today that you can. You can trust God. I love that scripture actually literally tells him when it comes to, to living a generous life, it literally says, put me to the test. Put me to the test. God doesn't show up when we need him to necessarily by bargaining. God, I promise if you do this for me, I'll do this. He doesn't do that. God doesn't, you, we, we can't necessarily try to coax him into it. But God says, man, if you're going to live a life after me, I promise you, I am going to show up. And I'm going to show up in ways that maybe you had no idea I could do. So today, listen, if, if that's you, if you're struggling with the fact that we're talking about the miracle of provision, and you're struggling with the fact that you just don't, you're just not sure you have the faith in that right now, I, I want to invite, if you would, would you, whatever, would you just close your eyes with me this morning? And listen, if that is you, I want to let you know that you are not alone. This is not like a, a, a one-person struggle. This is like a for real deal that people struggle with. And listen, we want to stand and we want to pray with you today. So if you would, would you just slip your hand up if that's you? That say, I, I'm struggling a little bit with having this faith in this whole miracle provision. That's okay. I get it. I get it. I understand. Because sometimes, man, you, you, you're looking at the bills coming in. And you're looking at all the stuff that's going on. And you just, you don't know how it's going to happen. God says, listen, if you're going to take that step of faith, I promise you, I am going to be right here for you. Father God, we just want to thank you today. Lord, we thank you that you are here in our midst, Lord. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that can speak over lives right now. And that, Lord, I, I pray that this can sink in, that this message about the miracle of, of, of your generosity and your provision, Father God, that we can receive it, that it's not just about money. 
But Father God, it's about a lifestyle. It's about a manner of which we live with our time, with our energy, with our attitudes, Father God, with the things, the gifting and talents that you've equipped us with, Father, that, that we would realize that we could be generous in all things. And that, Father God, you were going to show up that with the seeds that we have sown, that you were going to prove yourself more than faithful. Father, I, I pray right now for those that raise their hands. And Lord God, I know right now that you are bringing stuff out of them right now. There's things that are coming to mind. And let me tell you, I know that the enemy is speaking, saying, I promise you, but if you do this, this is going to happen. I promise that if you, try to, if you try to be more generous with your time, then you're not going to have enough time with your kids. I promise you. If, if you and, and Lord, right now, we just, we just say no. We are not going to listen to that voice. Because we are going to proclaim today that we are free through Jesus Christ to follow after you and to have the faith that it takes to walk that out. Father, we thank you. We give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, as we get ready to go into this last song, I, I want to encourage you. If, if you're still not sure about your faith walk with God, if you're still not sure that you can trust Jesus and, and this whole notion that he died for your sins, I 100% get it. But I promise you, God is sitting there and he's waiting for you to take that first step. And so today, I, I just want to pray that God, if there's anyone in here that is, that is struggling with their faith right now, that they're just not sure that you're real. They're just not sure that you actually exist, that you're going to show up. That, Lord God, that you would prove yourself to them today, this afternoon, tomorrow, when they go to work, Father God. That you're going to put people around us, Father God, to help show that, you know what, you love us more than we could ever think or imagine. And, Father, we thank you for that love today. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you sing the song as we get ready to close?